Hi, I'm Alice Lai. And I'm Molly Curran. And welcome to Story Guts. Winter. Is... Oh, no. sorry, go on. <laughs> this is where the stories we tell oh. so much. <laughs> this is where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. You completely threw me off. Oh, I completely forgot we had an intro thing. Oh, okay. Okay, yes, but this is our winter, edi- well, continuing our winter. Our winter season. Um, and, you know, as we go into to tis the season, the name on everyone's lips. I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm talking about Santa. Santa Claus. Okay, Christmas. I really can't follow what you're saying. Okay. (laughs) We've, you know, so it's cold. It's final season. Oh, I'm adjusting to the habits of a real Easterner. No, Uh that's not the term. I mean, we're still in the Midwest. We're, we're in the Eastern time zone. I know. And trust me, I've fought people about this, but everyone tells me we're in the Midwest. That just doesn't... Okay. I know. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll be totally honest with you. I am in the midst of final season. I am writing papers and reading and uh, very stressed out. Um, so my brain's a little scattered, but but, but I'm happy to talk about Christmas. always thinking about Christmas. <laughs> always. And I think, uh, I think Christmas... Definitely has, um, yeah, I mean, it's like every, it's, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, I feel like if you, if you're in America, you like, you're gonna be, you like, you can't stop thinking about Christmas. Like our family barely celebrates Christmas, but it's, we got Christmas songs, we got the Christmas movies, you've got the Twitter takes on Baby It's Cold Outside, like, you're gonna be thinking about Christmas. How many Baby It's Cold Outside think pieces do you read this season? Yeah, I think we're really seeing, like, I think we're really, like, on the, we're really over the the crest as it is. I don't see as many, no. like, oh, it's problematic. I'm seeing a lot more, like, like the reclaiming no, of Baby, it's cold Just outside. Just let, let both go. Just let it be a song. Just let it, I think, I think we really need to, like, start examining some other songs, too. Like, yeah, yeah Baby, it's cold outside, but what about um, Frosty Snowman? No. What's that one? It's Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells? No. Okay, you know what? I'm. Well, I was listening to uh, the Christmas song today, and it said uh, that turkey makes it Christmas, or like, you know, turkey is an essential oh. Christmas. And that kind of threw me. Like, I thought that, and maybe we should have, maybe we should talk about that, okay? Step aside, baby, it's cold outside. Turkey. Let's talk about is turkey a Christmas food? It's not. Know. Here we go. Here's my take. It's not. Like, uh, you have ham. I get it. Like, like turkey. I feel like turkey is like, they're just trying to make turkey a thing because they have too many turkeys from Thanksgiving. Like, the turkey arm race has resulted in turkeys, like, about as big around as, like, a hog. Like, an entire roast hog. And, like, you're like, how am I supposed to get rid of all this turkey? And you're like, thank God it's Christmas. Christmas means turkey. Like, it doesn't. It means eggnog and holly and peppermint bark. You don't eat holly. Yeah, I mean, is mistletoe holly? 
No, holly and mistletoe are different. Seems confusing. Yeah. Also, people often think that holly is mistletoe because holly is more attractive. Mistletoe is actually not. Mistletoe is The one with, like, the berries on it. That's holly. That's holly. And and what does mistletoe look like, then? It's just, like, green. Greenage. Have you ever seen... Okay, we're... Have you ever seen anyone in real life do the real mistletoe thing? Sorry, I'm burping slightly. Never. Like, it seems... It seems like... Like a promise of Christmas. Not like a... not, Not like in the sense I'm looking forward to it, but it seems like it's like, oh, it's Christmas, you'll have, like carolers it's like figgy pudding Have, you've I mean, never seen figgy pudding the last time you had carolers i saw carolers right outside for um from candle candle lights candle fest candle oh, fest okay. had a bunch of like wassailers outside okay. of the co-op um yeah i mean i think it's weird because i feel like i don't even see mistletoe in like movies that much anymore um i mean okay i do because as i will say later i watch a lot of like bad hallmark Christmas romantic comedies, but like, but like, you know, like real movies. <laughs> um, I, I don't, like to me, fan fiction, or fan fiction is where I see it. Like to me, mistletoe is a fan fiction trope. Well, like, I can that's s- where it is. I feel like maybe, maybe part of it's like the, the framing is kind of difficult. Like in a movie, like you have, like you have some greenage, mm-hmm. like obviously I I don't know. Like I'm trying to remember like the the mistletoe tropes. And it's like you hang it over an arch. That's like a prominent entry, like a prominent mm-hmm. passageway. If two people bump into it, they like uh, supposed to kiss. they're supposed to kiss. But like that just that seems like it happened way too often. <laughs> like also, Christmas is a time for family. Family. What the, That's true. Yeah. That's what what the what I mean, the I think fuck? it's for I think it's for your Christmas parties. Oh, like holiday parties. Yeah. But then um, you're kissing like your coworkers. Thing, or, well, yeah, but apparently that's a thing. At least that's a that's a common holiday party trope. Okay. Um, uh huh. Is getting too drunk and kissing your coworkers. The coworker you've had a crush on, or one you shouldn't make out with, regardless. I don't know. Like your boss. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I think this is all in Bridget Jones's diary. <laughs> um. Or there's the thing where you know somebody like pulls out mistletoe and like holds it over. That's coercion. The person that they like's head, like, ooh. I mean, I okay, think in, a, in, like, a flirty way. In a flirty way? It's like, <laughs> oh, hey, wife. Look, we oh, have some mistletoe. Oh, I see. Okay, it's like, oh, here's some mistletoe. Not like, hello, stranger, make out with me. Right, I was just sort of like, um, Arthur, I'd like you to come to my desk. Uh, wait, I, I have it right here. Here's some mistletoe. No. How do you feel about end of year bonuses, Arthur? It's like, like we have enough of that in the real world. We don't need that in our uh, romantic comedies. Yeah, you're right. Even though romantic comedies are often based on these horrific uh, tropes of. But anyway, let's not talk about. Yeah, that. we're not talking about let's, that. Let's talk we're about talking about Christmas. Love actually doesn't have mistletoe, does it? I don't remember. But not in any of the most memorable scenes for me, anyway. Okay, let's okay, let's do a let's do a love actually rundown. And in case you don't know what love actually is. Um, number one, I salute you. Keep fighting the good fight. No, Turn off this it. podcast right now and live your best life. No, you have to watch it because it has one of Emma Thompson's best performances. The rest of it's kind of garbage. Which one's Emma Thompson? She's the, the, the wife of Alan Rickman. Oh, I see. Okay. Also, Alan Rickman's in it. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Um, a lot of it sucks, but like, there are some good parts. So it's, it's, uh, a bunch of different interconnected stories. Um, most right. of them, most of them like romantic love stories, but not all of them. 
um, very, very heterosexual. <laughs> um, yeah, I but I mean, it's like it's like kind of like a lot of people's quintessential like Christmas movie. They bring it over Christmas. It's about it's about it reminds them that it's about love and cheating on your wife. Um, okay, so let's do the love actually rundown in which we name every single plot line in love actually. Okay. okay. Well, okay. Alan Rickman and Emma, che- cheating so wife. Alan Rickman is cheating on his wife, Emma Thompson. Right. And it's very, very sad. It's extremely sad. And Emma Thompson is wonderful. Emma Thompson, like, sneaks into his room and finds a, a Christmas ring. Yeah, she thinks whatever. she's getting, like, jewelry because she finds a jewel, like, jewelry. Um, and then when she actually gets her present, she sees that it is not jewel- jewelry. So she, um, like, knows. And she realizes, yeah. Um, and she's like trying not to cry, and like it's like her husband there and her son is her there. Kids, yeah. And um, she's just like, it's so perfect. It's a DVD of songs. Whatever. No, I think it was like a Joni Mitchell CD. Yeah, that's right, Joni um, Mitchell. Which is just sad music. So. Um, okay, so okay, we got so that's one. one. We got the the father and the kid who like runs through airport security. Yeah, the little. So there's this little kid. Yeah. He like has a crush on someone, and at the end, he like triumphantly like hugs her before she goes through airport security or after she goes through before she boards which is how you know this movie took place in literally the dark ages okay because like if no, this know, happened now like a security guard would have tackled that yeah. sucker um there's the one where the prime minister is hugh grant and he falls in love with his like housekeeper is that the the one that doesn't speak English? No, that's not. No, one. that's that's Colin Firth. Okay, I think. Wow, a lot of big who names. Who is writing a novel okay. after his wife left him or something? Okay, or maybe she died. I don't know. Maybe I, she he didn't have I, a wife. I think he, he's sad about something. Yeah, I think she, I think she she must have died or something, right? But he's sad about something, and he's off writing a novel, and then he has a a housekeeper who doesn't speak English, but they fall in love. Um, okay, so okay. Uh, okay, so we have four so far. Okay, so then there's the one, um, one of my favorite ones, which is Bill Nye. Um, oh, right. The aging rock star. Finding and out that he loves his assistant. It's like, he like, he bonds with his manager, basically. Right. It's very Oh, cute. manager, that's right. And then they like, no homo it. Yeah, well, of course. Of course. Um, um, is that it? No. No. So then there's the one with Martin Freeman, where he's a uh, body double for sex scenes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about and that he one. he and his scene partner fall in love um there's the very important one oh right with kira knightley is that the the say it's carolers yeah so okay. where where kira knightley is marrying uh, uh Ch- chuetel ejiofor um i think that's right and so she marries him but then andrew lincoln aka rick from the walking dead um is wow. like secretly in love with her and he like shows up at their door and like holds these signs and this is where the famous like to me you're perfect uh yeah is that it seven that's no then there's the dudes who go to america oh my god i've completely forgot about that uh-huh they're like oh my god and they they like have sex with they like, hook up oh, with hot blonde women yeah that's it's barely a plot line there's like it's like it's just there yeah. to round out yeah. the the full spectrum of experience. That might be it. Eight. 
I mean, I'm just, I'm just like picturing like a like a Brady Bunch style grid with like a face popping up in every corner, and like I mean, eight might be it. It does have really big names. So in addition to the people I named, um, Liam Neeson's also in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the little kid I think is Thomas Brody Sangster or Sangster Brody or whatever, who was like Jojen on Game of Thrones. What? Really? I think so. Oh my god! Um, he stayed tiny forever. It was a curse. He um, angered someone while during the filming. He was like, you shall look like a tiny child forevermore. Um, oh, no, there's one more. There's one with Laura Linney. This is the really sad one where Laura Linney is, um, is uh, she she takes care of her brother, I think, who's... Oh, that's right. Um, maybe, like, mentally ill or disabled. Yeah, I think, um, I think he's just, like... And um, she she takes care of him... Um, and she's, like, really into this guy, but, like, she keeps getting interrupted every time she just tries to be with him, and then ultimately, like, she chooses to be with her, um, her brother and take care of him rather than, um, sort of pursue this romantic thing, but she looks really sad about it. And the dude that she was into was very hot. Yeah, okay, so that's, that's nine. We've got the full Brady Bunch now. I think that's it. That sounds right. Wow. Yeah, there's a so lot of, like, B-plots. A lot goes on in that movie. Um, I think it's worth seeing, like, at least once. I do. I, it's it's not a good movie, but it has a lot of good performances in it. And I really do think Emma Thompson is just wonderful. I mean, I love her in anything, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but I feel like if like if you haven't seen Love Actually by now, you're just, like, this this precious jewel of a per- like no not that like not seeing love actually makes you a good person it's just like it just makes you so rare I like mean, it's true but like like okay so, so like you're like okay i'm just saying I, we have to show it to becky becky is one of our housemates <gasps> oh my god becky? becky's never seen it and she would love it you oh no okay. actually okay fine becky would love it um uh, i'm actually genuinely surprised that becky hasn't seen I love know. actually that's what i'm saying I feel like you just can't, you can't make it without someone like, okay, I guess this is happening to her, like dragging her into a love actually watching. Yeah. Um, okay, so that, that's, so that's love actually. Yeah, so I think love I actually. And I don't know that love actually like kicked off the Christmas romantic movie trend, but it's certainly a notable entry in the I mean, I don't genre. know if kicked off is right. That's because I don't know that it did. <laughs> okay, I mean, yes. That is what you said. I was just trying to think. I was just like, I... Like, yeah, it doesn't kick it off. Would you say that it, like, ties into the whole, like, Christmas is for romance? Is that yeah, how... that's what I'm saying. I'm saying okay. I think it's a very prominent um, and probably influential example in the genre of the Christmas romance. Mm-hmm. I don't think it started the genre. I don't think it's necessarily the, like, pinnacle of the genre, but I do think it's, like, one of the most notable um, examples in the genre. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, like, when you think about Christmas, it's, like, it's all about meet-cutes. Like, you're, like, you're both carrying a bunch of presents and you run into each other, or you're, like, at the mall, you're buying, you reach for the same turkey at the same time, or you're, like, was sailing, and then you're, like, you, like, will sail someone you think is really cool and you come back to their house and hold up, like, a sign saying, like, to me, you are perfect. Okay. <laughs> I mean, these are all classic. You're not going to take this seriously. I'm but... taking this extremely I'm not seriously. seriously at all. Like, you've never seen carolers? Not, like, the kind that go around house to house. At, at, 
when I was young, there was like a caroling group. Like you'd you'd all like meet up at someone's house, and then like you would go house to house and just be like, hold up a sign that says "Say it's carolers," and then we'd all start singing. <sighs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, but okay, here's here's what I'm saying is last time we talked about how winter and Christmas is about family. Now we're talking about how it's like about romance and love. Obviously those things are not unrelated, but I think they are they are um different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I was just like, we talked a lot about the family thing. Like, do you want to talk about the, like, why, why is Christmas romantic? Well, we didn't talk a lot about the family thing. Like last episode, you mean, or? Yeah. Was that what last episode, I thought last episode was about like freezing to death in the icy north. Well, okay. Yeah. We talked about that, but I mean, we talked, okay. I don't know. Cause we're talking about why Christmas and like why winter can be a hard time. Oh yeah. And it's uh-huh. like, because it's like a family time. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, the coziness of Christmas. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we definitely can go there. I mean, okay, I just think it's weird. Okay, I'll just lay all my cards on the table. Okay, lay them out. I want to talk about Christmas romances because I think they're weird. I think they're fucking weird, and I love them, and I'm fascinated by them. Because I don't understand what is, like, fundamentally romantic about Christmas. I just talked about you reach for the same honey ham in the supermarket... And you're like, you're getting ham too for yourself? Anyway. Um, so I feel like it has to tie into this idea of like Christmas is a time for family. So if you aren't married yet, then you don't have like a real family. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it's about um, entering into the sort of like, uh, I don't want to so say like heteronormative like so, so family, but like it is. You're saying it's there's like sort of like a single shaming that goes on around Christmas where it's like if you're not if you're not spending this time like you know sipping hot chocolate by the fire with your like Mima, you're broken. Yeah. Or foreign. Yeah. I think and this is something I, I've started making jokes about, um, is that on Christmas Day my family gets together and we make like a chicken dinner for for a white family that doesn't want to cook their own. Um, just because that trope, I mean, if you're familiar, there's this trope of like, I think a Christmas story was one of the more popular ones where it's like, they accidentally ruined Christmas dinner. So they go to a Chinese restaurant because like Chinese restaurants are always open on Christmas. And I always found that kind of like funny in a way that sort of like denies the like ability, like deny, it's like, yes, one, okay, they are always open on Christmas, (laughs) but... (laughs) <laughs> but what about our Christmas? I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's... Yeah. I think maybe we should start doing it. We should just, like, knock on someone's door and be like, here's some Pekin duck. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Jingle bell. I assume when you say we, you mean you and your family. Yeah, It'd be, yeah. like, a little weird for me to be there. Like, kind of ruin the statement. It could be, like, we could do our own, um... What's that thing? Um, the divinity, Jesus in the man, man, manger. The, tr- wait, oh, oh, yeah. What's the, that called? Um, the disciplity. No. Disciple. Okay, I'm not going to say it. You just <laughs> okay, 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 go, go for it. The nativity. Nativity, there you go. But instead, it's me giving you 
a duck. <laughs> like, and a fortune cookie. <laughs> oh, well, now you put the fortune cookie in there. Right, you have a little carton of rice. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> it's just getting really, like, wrapped up in this idea. Oh, okay. I think we should talk about actual, like, pieces of media. Meat. Eat. Okay, go on, go on. I, I, I genuinely think, like, I am exhausted and have been staring at words and writing papers for days, and yet Alice is, like, more hysterical and, like, I incoherent than love I am Christmas. by far. I agree with you, and I... Not about me being incoherent, um, but about... How I'm also obsessed with Christmas, I think, coming from it also from a similar stance as because of, like, the fact that we never really, our family, like, celebrates Christmas, kind of, but, like, we never really got Christmas. Like, what I said last, like, in one of our podcasts, like, we always made turkey for Thanksgiving. None of us likes turkey. <laughs> like, for years, we always put up a Christmas tree, and it was kind of like we did it. I mean, we, it was like a, a fake Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we do it and we decorate it and we'd be like, yeah, like we did a pretty good job. It looks pretty nice. And then one day we just like stopped doing it. I think a lot of families also go through this yeah, actually to, to just sort of like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why are we spending so much time on this? Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like, I think it's very interesting, like growing up and finding out about all the Christmas traditions we weren't, we didn't know. Because they weren't part of, like, mass media. Like, you know, cookies for Christmas is, like, a very popular thing. Like, mm-hmm. one of my my friends, like, their family, they, like, bake hundreds, literally hundreds of cookies. And it's considered, like, all oh, the children to help out. And it's considered, like, a very big, like, family bonding thing. Um, and it's, like, I don't know. And I was, like, wow, cookies and Christmas? Like, what did those have to do with each other? They both start with C. <laughs> You leave the cookies for Santa. Oh, yeah, like cookies and milk, but, like, and that was another thing. Like, we we did that. It was, I just think it's just so funny how, like, how when I look at my Christmas experiences, it's, like, this cargo culting of Christmas. Like, if we perform Christmas correctly, then we'll wake up as, like, a real boy or something. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, like, obviously I think, like, your experiences is different than mine, but I don't know that my my experience was that di- like I mean yeah, in the mm-hmm. sense of like I think that that a lot of Christmas was about performing Christmas um particularly um with my dad I feel like he being a single parent me being an only child like we weren't a big family um like I feel like he really felt this pressure to like give me this sort of like cinematic Christmas um where he would like really go all out and and wrap a ton of presents and he would like get strangers to write the tags so that I didn't recognize his handwriting and realize that he was Santa and like yeah like it was it was always like a a a really um like this thing that we were we were definitely like performing and I think there was always especially as I got older like there's always this weird sense of like letdown um not because it wasn't you know nice but it was just like I think the the sort of like emptiness of a lot of yeah. those um sort of rituals became apparent um because it's not like either of us like love getting a bunch of presents or like I mean sure when I was little but like it, it just it, it just became it just felt more more empty and we didn't know how to sort of like fill in the part of Christmas that's supposed to be like this is about family because it's like it's just me and him like we're the family it's, yeah. it's here we're done mm-hmm. yeah I know I think I think that's this is what really like, around, like, the spirit of the season for me is, like, this introspective, like, melancholia. Like, that, like, I think what you hit upon really well is, like, you, 
you know, you do what you're supposed to do and Santa doesn't give you the present. Like you, you've performed Christmas, you know, you've, you've, mm-hmm. you've performed the ritual of Christmas correctly, mm-hmm. but like, where is that like, where is that like warm embrace, like that warm uh, circle of warmth that's <laughs> supposed to like envelop you that you see in the movies that you see in like, and I think this is a cool, interesting thing about Christmas is like, you know, Snoopy Christmas or Christmas mm-hmm. Brown, or like all the Christmas movies have this like, this like prototypical like circle of warmth, like everyone's like cozy, mm-hmm. like feeling and like knowing uh, love in such like a deep and um, fundamental way versus like the way that, I mean, I go through life and I'm sure many people go through life, which is like this weird, uncertain, like, I'm pretty sure I have people who love me. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that like, they like me for who I am versus like this, like, uh, this, this, like, the knowingness. I'm not even sure how to describe it. Well, and I think, I think what you're getting at, um, and I think, like, the reason we can, how we can tell the fact that this, um, sort of uncertainty or this sort of, like, lack of fulfillment with the Christmas narrative or, um, sort of sense of disappointment is the fact that every single movie now that comes out that is about Christmas that ends on that note starts in cynicism, right? There's Mm -hmm. always at least a character who's like, I don't care about Christmas. Um, Christmas isn't special. Family, whatever. Like, it's it's Mm -hmm. very, um, I mean, it's like a pretty much essential part of the trope at this point. There has to be someone who is... um, There's a Grinch. At best, blase. Yeah. There's there's, a Scrooge. There's There's always a Scrooge. Yeah, exactly. There's always someone, yeah. Um, Who, and that person has to be transformed. Like, they have to be co-opted into the circle of warmth. Um, Mm -hmm. through the course of the movie, whether it's through familial love, through romantic love, through having a child, like, I don't, you know, Yeah, yeah, no, I I get it. Yeah, like, there's always, and it's funny just because, (laughs) it's funny just because I've seen probably, like, an order of magnitude fewer Christmas movies than you have, Molly, but Mm -hmm. I, I understand that because, like, I, I think, like, even in the, the few Christmas movies I've seen, there is, like, there is the humbug. There's always a person who's like, I don't get Christmas. It's all this like people buying presents and snow is cold and wet. And, you know, and then you're like, okay, but by the end you will be like... Something will, magical will happen. Something magical will happen and you'll be like, Christmas sucks, but I guess you're okay. Or whatever, while holding their like hot cocoa. All right. Slight side division. Mm-hmm. Have Where were you the first time you saw someone with hot cocoa with like one big marshmallow... Instead of, like, the tons of tiny marshmallows that, like, the Swiss Miss Packets come I literally never from. saw that until, like, one big marshmallow. Yeah, like... like Palo Alto, when we got that fancy oh, chocolate. That was not a thing that I had ever like, seen. Like, I had never seen... I remember just, like, sometimes they were like, oh, yeah, you, do, you make the hot cocoa, and then you put, like, a campfire marshmallow in it. Like, and I was like, that's weird. Oh, no, you... Well, yeah, but you do multiple campfire marshmallows. What? They're too big. No. They're so large. Oh. We're both, you are both like making circular, like circles with our hands. Okay, maybe I'm not talking about like jumbo marshmallows. I'm just talking about like little ones that you would. I get. I guess so. They're not like huge. I thought you meant like the fancy ones that are like a fancy homemade. Oh yeah, marshmallow, marshmallow squares. Like, square yeah. And, um, okay. 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 Sorry, I, I got really <laughs> distracted by that while talking about the cynical. Okay, the cynical. Yeah, but I think it's it's so funny how cynicism isn't allowed i guess like and it's it's sort of like you're entering this uh sacred space where you know you keep your voice to a whisper 
and you don't say that Christmas isn't real. Because if you do, someone's going to kidnap you and force a cup of hot chocolate into your hands while you listen mm-hmm. to carolers until mm-hmm. you, you know, smile in the recognition of the season. But, like, so often in these movies, like, that's the character we're supposed to identify with. We're supposed yeah. to identify with the humbug because, like, that is how so many people actually feel. But then we watch these movies. Well, we I'm time. <laughs> I watch these movies. Um, and I think probably other people do because you get this sort of, like, fake vicarious, like, oh, the magic of Christmas. Um, and it's not real and it doesn't sustain you. Uh, but you can kind of, like, live that journey with other people um, mm. in these in these really cheesy ways. Um and then you can sort of laugh at it because it, you're like, oh, that was so dumb and bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, can mainta- you can maintain the correct ironic distance from it once mm-hmm. you finish it. Mm-hmm. But still get that like little dose of Christmas cheer or whatever. Um, I mean, the reason I started watching a bunch of bad Christmas movies um, on Netflix was because a few years ago when we lived in San Francisco, I, um, I spent Christmas alone. And um, it kind of bummed me out. I didn't want to fly home. My dad came out to visit me, but it was before Christmas. Um, so I was, I was alone over Christmas. Um, and I, I wanted to make myself feel like I was getting some of that Christmas feeling. Um, so I was like, well, let's go on Netflix and see what they've got. And so I watched like, oh, a good four One or five, maybe more, uh, like Hallmark lifetime type, uh, Christmas movies. Um, yeah, and it's, I think it's weird because, like, I guess I talked about sort of, like, doing the whole family thing as being kind of a substitute for this feeling that, um, we're supposed to have, but that doesn't really, I don't know, maybe it exists, but doing that is sort of the, the performance that you do in order to, um, hopefully produce that feeling or pretend like you can produce that feeling, and then sort of taking a step back, like, I couldn't do the family thing, so I'm doing, like, I'm watching other people do it through films in mm. order to produce some even fainter echo of, mm-hmm. of the the original, the original unobtainable thing. Right. And like the original, like organic, like you, you arrive at it organically, like you just look up and you're like, so this is Christmas. Um, and I think, yeah, and I think that's, I was just sort of thinking about The Family Stone, which is another movie we saw together. Mm-hmm. Does that, does the main character, so that one's sort of about a woman, like, marrying into a family that doesn't like her very much. Mm-hmm. Um, does, is she the Christmas humbug, or in that movie? I'm just trying to remember. I honestly don't remember it that well. Okay. Um, I mean, I think she, she might have been, or at least she was sort of, like, the odd, the odd one out with their sort of Christmas traditions. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly don't remember that one mm-hmm. that well. Yeah. I mean, I think, um... I'm just like holly, pine needles, peppermint bark. It's funny to me how many items are very seasonally Christmas. Like, well, peppermint bark for one. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other ones? Like, um, okay, sorry. I, d- I don't know. I mean, like, to me, peppermint is sort of the quintessential seasonal thing for Christmas, and it pisses me off because I hate peppermint and. It's when pumpkin starts going away, and I love pumpkin. So, um, really, I just nurse that grudge and don't pay attention to it. I mean, chocolate. Um, oh man. Candy canes. That's peppermint. Hot chocolate. Peppermint? I don't know. Well, hot chocolate's coming back. People are like bringing back. I mean, hot chocolate's always been around. Okay, but 
Like, okay, I guess. Um, as someone who doesn't drink coffee and only, you know, started drinking tea as, as an adult, uh, I can tell you, hot chocolate's always been around. Okay, all right. I had to get something when I it sounds, my friends to I want a hot chocolate so badly right now. I talked myself. I played myself. You should get one when you go out later. Yeah, I, okay. I mean... Just go to Sweetwater's or something. Yeah, let me on the Free way back. advertisement for local cafes. Yeah, Sweetwater's, where the water is always sweet. Um... But I want to say, I mean, I think it's very funny, like, something about Christmas, too. I mean, in video games, there's a lot of, like, online games that run all year round. MMOs, World of Warcraft, you know the, you know the drill. Um, and something I always find really funny is that the settings for these are always different. Like, one's in, like, uh, blasted post-apocalypse dystopia. Some are, some are in space. Some are in unexplored frontier worlds with giant mushrooms. And some are in, like, fantasy places. But all of them have a Christmas event. And none of them call it Christmas because you can't call it Christmas. So you have like the Wintertide Festival or like the Frostfire Festival or like, you know, the Merry Fests. Candle Nights. Candle, yeah, where you have <laughs> Candle Nights or you just, um, like for some crazy reason, they all involve like a crisp, like, you know, pine trees and like decorations and sending each other presents and throwing snowballs at each other. Um, which I think it's funny. I mean, this is this is kind of like something I've noticed is, I mean, obviously you have that because you can capitalize on people being like, here's your gift, you know, a 60 day sub to World of Warcraft or like, mm -hmm. I, or like, or the fact that honestly, they are social games. So you're like, you spent, you can go on and like, wish Merry Christmas to the people you've played alongside for like the last uh, six, half year, year or like years, people know you've known online for years. But it's also funny to me the way like the they replicate kind of the the American holiday schedule. So like there's always a Christmas event they don't call that they don't call Christmas. There's a Halloween event that they don't call Halloween. They have like Hallow's Eve or like Candle Nights. We just said that's not it. That's not That's not Um Or like, you know, Mischief Night. That's also the name for Halloween. Right? Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know. I'm 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 blanking, but I've I've sat through a couple of them. So there's like those two and then there's Chinese New Year. Um, cynically, I want to say because uh, China is a growing market and they can't ignore it anymore. Uh, but like those are like the three major fantasy holidays. So it's like, welcome to fantasy Spain. Like, you know, welcome to fantasy World War II. Because like, they didn't have Christmas in World War II. <laughs> okay. I mean, like fantasy, like fantasy World War II. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, you know, I, I screwed that one up. But... It's like, We're in Spain. <laughs> okay, look, I understand. I kind of, kind of shot myself in the, the my own foot there. Uh, but I no, was... I get you. It's like, um, I mean, it's it's uh, going back to fan fiction. Like Christmas fix are like such a such a thing, like huge trope. Um, and like you know it, that these are very popular in fandoms where Christmas isn't really a thing. Like mm -hmm. there are about a, probably you know hundreds of. Game of Thrones Christmas fan fiction. Right. And maybe some of them are like modern AUs where like it is Christmas. Oh, man. But I'm sure plenty of them are not. And it's just, you know, maybe it's not Christmas. It's like Yule or you... the winter holiday or whatever. Or but... yeah, the... Oh, man. Wouldn't it suck to have... Like, well, I guess Christmas and Game of Thrones would swing by like once every 10 years or something. Like, wouldn't I mean, it? I, would it have to be in... Winter? I mean, I'm assuming so, but I know that, like, in the Southern Hemisphere, Christmas is also in, also, yeah, you know, during the summer. 
Um, and that's something like who who was it that was saying like they was it were you talking about um, our friend who said that like they added fake snow for their Christmas decorations yeah. and they like they didn't really they're just like this is what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. What was the hemisphere thing getting at? Um, y- you were talking about how they don't have Christmas in Spain <laughs> okay. or during okay. World War Two. Okay. And Funny. I was correcting you and saying maybe a better example is like Westeros. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, or like Middle Earth, or uh, right. Westeros. I don't know, like wherever they are on DS Nine. Well, like Westeros. Okay, Westeros. Well, like you don't see the Christmas fix fanfics in Westeros not being during like winter though, right? Like you don't see like happy. Uh, no, no, no. Absolutely, you're right. It's it's, it's ice giving. It's during winter. Well, in part because it's either a modern au where it would just be christmas time in the winter or it's a not modern au it's a canon in which case it's um i mean it can be any time it's i I know but it's they take the tropes of christmas so it's winter and snowy and you're by a cozy fire and maybe there's a dance and there's Mm -hmm. romance oh yeah dance christmas dances yeah that's another thing i've forgotten about like winter ball at your high school or yule ball yule ball or what's the one? Is that the one in? I feel like that's the one in Harry that's Potter. That's one in Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I know that's like a thing, but I don't know that it's ever something I've experienced. Well, I mean, I went to a few like winter balls. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, but hmm. I mean, there's. I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's really interesting. Do you want to talk a little bit about the? Uh, ones you've watched. Yeah, but I, I guess I was looking for a... <laughs> looking now, for is a, now a good time? It's, it's now a good time because I was just thinking about, like, yeah, like, the romantic tropes and, like, how you even try to, like, replicate them when you're right. when you're younger or, or high school or, like, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's like, hit me with the good stuff, Molly. So I'm going to open my computer just so that I can uh, kind of, like, look through what I've, I've watched on Netflix, but off the top of my head. Um, Christmas Ghost. Okay, so there's one called... Okay, these are all ones I watched on Netflix for the most part. Um, there's one called... Uh, I think it's called The Christmas Spirit? Or The Spirit of Christmas is what it's called. The Spirit of Christmas. Christmas Spirit is a... Which is about a um, a woman who is a real estate agent. And she uh, has to go sort of deal with a house on Christmas Eve. And... Of course, you know, like, kind of being like, well, whatever, it's Christmas, I don't need to be with my family, though, because I'm a career woman, which is always a bad thing in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and while she's <laughs> while she's there trying to, like, get this house ready to sell, um, she realizes that there's a ghost in the house. And it's this man who... Um, Died on Christmas? Who, who, yeah, who used to live there and who was murdered on Christmas. Murdered? Like, murdered on Christmas Eve. And so, like, for, like, 24 hours, he becomes, like flesh uh in the house flesh goes he's like he's like solid so i love okay let's i just want to interject i love this trope of like sexy ghosts and how every how every single time you you run up straight up against like all right so now how are they gonna fuck okay continue (laughs) um okay so i mean there's not that much more to it there's a hot ghost she's a real estate agent they they fight a lot they bicker um, but they fall in love. She solves his murder. Um, does he go to the afterlife? Or nope. For some reason, he does not. The movie does end with him just sort of being corporeal and like. So he comes back to life. Yeah, he comes in back a to sense. life. 
Not he in the can, sense he, like, literally comes back to life. Right, but, like, not in, like, the normal sense. Like, if he visited his grave, he could probably, like, kiss his own skull. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's pretty intense. Also, I want to say the Christmas spirit is better than the spirit of Christmas. I want to say, if you're, like, explicitly trading on that pun, mm. to say, like, it's a literal Christmas ghost. I guess. I guess so. Okay, so that was one. That's probably the most ridiculous one I've seen. There's a... Uh, no. no, I mean, I remember the one... I kind of, like, saw you watching, where it was, like, Groundhog Day, but Christmas. I was just going to talk about oh, that Oh, perfect. One. Okay, so this one's called The Twelve Dates of Christmas, and I actually really enjoyed this one. Okay. Um, not just because it was bad. Like, I actually found it charming. And it's about a woman who um, is not over her ex, and um, she's got a... So she's got a date, like, a blind date um, on Christmas Eve, probably. And she... Um, she goes to the blind date and she just kind of like screws it up because she doesn't really care because she's still obsessed with her ex. And then she wakes up the next morning and it's the same day again. And so being called the 12, uh, the 12 days of Christmas or the 12 dates of Christmas. Ah, um, there you go. There's the pun. She, uh, she sort of has to keep reliving this and of course, you know, like trying, trying to win her ex back. But of course he's not the man for her. It's the new guy the new one um and so she like goes on these dates and she like she's like falling more in love with him each time but he doesn't remember her because it keeps repeating and you know the cycle won't end until she can like kiss him just until it like works out i guess i guess okay um and i don't know it was like definitely a silly premise um but it was surprisingly charming you you like that you like those you like those groundhog day scenarios they're fun they're fun just because uh, you, you move from, like, unrequited in one direction all the way to the other direction in the span of one it's true. cycle. It's true. Though there is something, like, weird about the fact that, like, all this stuff happened and, like, he doesn't know about it. It's kind of weird. But, um, whatever. Um, okay, there's one called A Christmas Kiss. I don't remember exactly what this is about, but there's, like, a rich guy and uh oh i do remember there's a woman she's she's an assistant to this other woman who's like mm, i don't know you know one of those jobs people have like a fashion designer or something like that an executive uh uh mm, Assist- uh, yeah okay one of those secretary those... types well Double i mean she's, she's the she's the assistant yeah to that okay type yeah, of, yeah um and on Around Christmas. I was going to say on Christmas Eve. I can't prove that it was on Christmas Eve. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitively prove Around it. Christmas. Um, while she uh, is in the office, she steps into this elevator and there's mistletoe and there's this mysterious man and they kiss and it's this amazing kiss and they're both just like, holy shit. Was the um, kiss haunted? But then it turns out that the guy is the boyfriend of her boss. And so... Who puts mistletoe in an elevator? Yeah, I don't know. That's not a good idea. I don't know. That's like, just imagine, like, you walk in an elevator, there's someone there, there's mistletoe, and, like, you both spend, like, the 30 seconds it takes getting to your floor just sort of, like, trying to, not to acknowledge it. Or, <laughs> Having or this passionate kiss. you have kiss. this passionate kiss that you're like, oh my god. Um, and so then they, you know, grow closer, the boss gets mad at her, blah, 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 blah. They fall in love. Um... Okay. So we're having a lot of so was it so do you do you feel like a lot of these kind of address the elephant in the room, aka like what we're talking earlier about the cynicism of Christmas, or do they kind of like do they assume like do they assume that you are someone who's like 
I th- bring me home Netflix. I think so because I think usually, like I said, like the the um, it, you know, it's like usually the woman is like working and doesn't. It's you like, know, it's, it's like Christmas is an important, like other things like my job are more important and that's a terrible thing to say. Right. Um, but it's just how we all feel in this modern age. Um, so she, so, so she has to sort of learn that, you know, Christmas can be this magical time. By finding. Or vice versa. Sometimes it's the guy and then. Okay. So like, so okay. she has to show him that Christmas is a magical time. So another example of one is this one called Dear Santa and it stars Amy Acker, um, and she is sort of this, like, spoiled, wealthy woman. Um, and she, like, kind of decides she needs to do something good. So what happens is she finds a... So she doesn't, like, she doesn't care about Christmas and, like, the way you're supposed to, right? She's spoiled and it's, like, money and blah, blah, blah. And so she finds a letter that um, a little girl wrote to Santa where she's asking for a new wife for her dad because her mom died or left, probably died. So this woman, the selfish woman, basically decides, like, okay, she, like, meets the guy and, like, decides to to sort of, like... Okay, this is... Woo him. This is absurd. Based on... No way. ...the information in this letter. And, like, you know, she falls in love with him for real. And she, she like, loves the little girl. But then they find out that this is what happened. And she's like, no, but it was fate. And okay. then they fall in love. They find out that... She read a letter where that little kid wrote to Santa. That doesn't seem like a big reveal. That seems like, okay. Okay. That she found a letter that the kid wrote to Santa being like, Dear Santa, I want my dad to have a new wife. Here's what my dad's like. Here's the things he enjoys. Um, And then she was like, hmm. She met the guy and is like, I'm going to use this information to my advantage. Oh, I see, I see. Well, okay, sure. Um, But this is honestly... The there are parts about this that I find really ridiculous, but that part's like I was like, fine, whatever. Yeah. Like there's this whole like you know what, like I'm extremely bored on Christmas Eve and like or whatever, and it's like <laughs> here's a letter, like this sounds like a fun event. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna try to woo the sucker. Um there's another one called Christmas Bell that's a loose Beauty and the Beast retelling. Um, where this woman, who I think, I think she loves Christmas, but she has to work on Christmas. She's an auctioneer, and this dude is like, you need to come and, um... Auction off Christmas. And, and catalog all my stuff, that, because I'm going to auction it all off. And he's, of course, like, you know, very hard and distant, and like, he's like, Christmas is stupid, my wife left me on Christmas, or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, and so she has to, like, thaw his icy heart, Right. Through love and, like, the power of Christmas. Um, yeah. So that one is one where that sort of thing goes down. Except I think, that yeah, the guy's the one who doesn't really care for Christmas. So, um, yeah. So do you feel like looking kind of at your, your sordid Christmas history that, like, this is kind of, this is kind of like the classic Christmas trope? Like, like... Like, I don't know. I mean, I think it's really interesting. Like one person has to teach the other person about the power of love and Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. And I think it's so interesting because, like, the classic... Well, I guess, like, It's a Wonderful Life is also considered um, a classic Christmas movie, is it? Yeah, of course. Okay. And that one's also about, like, a person discovering... I, I've, I've never seen it. I understand okay. that. It's, it's a person discovering that if he never existed, everyone would be sad. Yes. 
So it's about a man who um, a lot of, you know, he's got a good life. He's got his, like, wife that he loves. He's got kids. Um, but then a bunch of stuff goes horribly wrong. Um, and people, I don't know, like, I feel like people lose their jobs. And it's just, like, a lot of things go wrong. And he is really depressed about it and gets drunk and is like, I wish I'd never been born. And then an angel comes and sort of shows him what life would be like if he had never been born. Wouldn't it be, I, I just feel like the angel had to like really roll. I bet like lots of people wish that. And the angel was like, well, this is a guy who like things actually would be worse if he's ever been born. Because like, imagine the angel came down and it was like, this is what life would be like if you've never been born. And he's like, well, everyone's like pretty much okay. Like, yeah, it's like, pretty much, it's like different. But it's like, it's different. Yeah. But like on average, they're all like, you know, they found someone else to marry and they seem to be happy. And the angel's like, ooh, like <laughs> I kind of fucked it up. Uh, yeah, and then, of course, the end is, like, what the power of Christmas is, is that at the end, everybody in town brings some of their money to him, because basically he's, like, lost all his money. Oh, so they, they, like, bring money to him so that he can, mm -hmm. uh, or maybe he lost someone else's money. Either way, they bring him money, and he, he, and then he, he uses it to, like, you know, reimburse the money that he had lost, so mm -hmm. that he, everything isn't terrible anymore, and it shows, like, the whole community loved him. Right. Um, they all go to his house to kick down his snowman. Yeah, and they were like, Merry Christmas, yeah. <laughs> take this stuff. Um, so, but I don't know that he was cynical about he's Christmas. Not, I think that's okay. just curing cynicism. I, okay, so like, he's not, he's not like a humbug. He's just like... Like some real bad stuff happens. He's just like the tiny Tim. I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm using, I'm, I'm liking this metaphor, as you can probably tell. Don't, I don't quite get it, but sure. Um... Okay, but I, no, I think that's really funny that like the and and I I don't even know what's like Iron Man three was like a Christmas movie and that it, uh -huh. it like explicitly was set on Christmas. So that guy, that director, um, Shane Black, sets a bunch of his movies on at Christmas. Really? Um. So. So is is he just trying to like normalize Christmas as a setting, or? I'm not sure, but um. Um, Iron Man 3 is set at Christmas. Um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is also set at Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, that might be the only two. But still, those are like two action-adventure-type movies that are set mm -hmm. at Christmas. Um, for no reason except just kind of for the, the vibe of I feel, Christmas. I feel like we should, you know how like everyone's like Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Mm -hmm. We should always be like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a Christmas movie. Or, like, Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. I don't think people who say Die Hard is a Christmas movie would disagree with that. Yeah, though. I guess that's true. I mean, and it's not like they're wrong. It's just sort of like, they're Die just Hard tiresome. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We saw Die Hard for the first time recently. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. The best part about it is we now understand Brooklyn Nine-Nine better. Right. Like, there's, there's just so many references that have flown over our heads because we haven't seen Die Hard, but... Now we're now we're like we're really feeling we're really Jake in it like we're really <laughs> feeling him. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess the 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 conclusion for this episode in terms of Christmas is like the I think the the er narrative is um, either you're the humbug or you're the three ghosts. <laughs> okay, I'm not really sure. There's no one no one explicitly. Okay, what what Scrooge's. I mean, yeah, Buddy I, that, I, I like, guess that's true. I guess that's true. Like, except instead of being like spooky and threatening, you're more like. No, 
No, no, it's, it's, it's the person who's like, can I have a day off? And Scrooge is like, you'll have a day off when I have a day off or something. I don't know. The little, the dad of Tiny yeah, Tim. Yeah, the dad of Tiny Tim. Um, um, but, no, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I, I derailed you. I was just sort of, there. can you write a modern Christmas movie without, like, trading in on, like, the person who doesn't believe in Christmas or, like, the circle of warmth? Probably not. I just don't think so. I mean, even thinking about non-romantic ones, like the Santa Claus, right? That's what that movie is. We're going to talk about the Santa Claus next Next episode. We have so much to talk about. the Santa Claus. My Um, God. But, like, it's it's still that same trope, right? Except it's through the power of... um, Santa magic. I mean, a lot of it is through the power of, like, familial love and Santa magic. Mm -hmm. um, And finding community Mm -hmm. um, with elves. Yeah, Santa... What's, isn't there, like, another, god, I'm, like, now, like, things are starting, like, it took talking for, like, 50 straight minutes, but, like, the ice is beginning to crack on my, like, crappy Christmas movies I watched as a kid, but I still don't remember any, I feel like. Okay, well, try to think about it, take some notes, we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, we should be, we should start wrapping up soon. Okay, okay, yeah, we should, we'll, we'll start wrapping up. write papers. <laughs> well, um, yeah, we'll have to, I, I have to go get my hot chocolate, um, or as they call them in Michigan. The I, I w- I'm nope, going to edit this part it. out. I okay. wasn't. I I really didn't have something to follow that up with, and I could not think <laughs> just of something. Thought it would like... In two seconds, yeah. I thought I thought I could have like a. I'm just not. I'm just not good at improv. No. All right, continue. Neither. All right, Molly, you you can go talk about what you want to, what you've read, while I try to think of a good joke. Okay. Um, what have I read? Uh, mostly a bunch of like theory and criticism, which I won't. Um you guys with um but okay I haven't really been reading that much but I'm writing a paper right now where I'm um for various reasons talking about Game of Thrones and 13 Reasons Why so I've been re-watching clips from Game of Thrones and watching clips from 13 Reasons Why because I haven't actually watched it um but I want to talk about it a little bit um so that's been depressing (laughs) yeah 13 reasons why do you want to say what it is i think people know 13 reasons why is i mean it's quite popular um uh, a series about that begins you you know that the the main character has committed suicide she leaves behind 13 cassette tapes where she sort of explains her 13 reasons why she committed suicide and then it kind of goes through 13 episodes with flashbacks showing you what what happened wow they're really married to this number 13 yeah um so yeah it's it's um you know and I I tend to write about pretty depressing topics um as part of my my work which is fine um I made that choice but uh (laughs) um so that's kind of where my brain's at right now um I I don't know oh I went to a play the other day I went and saw Merry Wives of Windsor I'd never seen it before it was um pretty fun a little too long um, but all the, the female characters were really great and the actresses were also wonderful. Um, you've yeah. got the captive prince trilogy in hard, in the, in hard copy now. Yeah. Because I think I'm probably going to write about that too, actually for my, my thing where I'm talking about game of Thrones and 13 reasons why you can see if you can guess the connecting threads, I won't tell you. <laughs> um, and yeah, cause I'm looking at popular media, um, 
Yes. Anyway, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm so sorry that my brain is this way right now. No, I think it was fine. a good... Next time we record finals, it'll be done. It'll be fine. Um, I think I think this was an excellent episode. <laughs> uh, I have... Let's see. I finished Nier Automata, um, and my conclusion is that nerds need to read a book. No, I feel I, like you said that last time. Oh, did I say that last time? I feel like... Oh, yeah, yeah I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, that was a good joke, too. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but I did finish, like, I finished, uh, all five endings, um, which is, like, and some of them you can, you don't have to replay, it's, like, new content or you don't have to replay everything, but I'm still find myself very underwhelmed, like, I was really waiting for it to turn a corner on, like, um, saying something interesting about humanity or being human or, like, um, like, the sexualization of the main character or, like, something, but... It just didn't really, it's, it kind of like went, like it didn't go nowhere. It did was like, what is humanity? How do you like, what is acting human? I said this last time too, but um, a lot, and the reason I'm kind of harping on this is a, a bit is just because a lot of critics I, I re- recognize and a lot of friends I know on Twitter uh, love the heck out of that game and praise its plot. And I'm like, the and plot. And you're like, oh, you guys suck. I can't trust any of your opinions. Right. And now I'm sort of <laughs> like, wait, what? Like, I mean, I was like, like, I was expecting, I was expecting more, you know, I've been, I, I just feel betrayed. Um, but other than that, I don't think I've been, uh, I don't think I've been doing anything. I just, I, we watched She's the Man at some point, maybe. That was ages ago. Yeah, it was. I, I'm sorry, I guess my brain's fried too, because I'm not recalling anything. Um, let's see, last week I went to. You've been playing Breath of the Wild. Oh, that was just yesterday. I, yeah, I've been, I, I started up Breath of the Wild again because the DLC announced, and I think you can get linked to ride a motorcycle, which I'm extremely here for. So I'm working on that. And yeah, I, th- I guess that's maybe it. That's a uh, friend visited last week, which is maybe why I haven't been reading as much. But all right. Well, thanks for tuning in on this highly <laughs> discursive episode, Christmas Part 1. This- this slightly uh, discombobulated Christmas episode. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening. This has been Story Guts. Um, I'm Molly Curran. And I'm Alice Lai. And also check us out on our Oh, yeah, things. sorry, I forgot. Yeah, at no. Story Guts Cast, at the Molly Jean, J E A N N E, at Alonculus. Alonculus. A L O N K U L O U S. Yep. I think, I think I can, you can just like get. Like five letters into it, and then Twitter autofill will just sort of lead you, take you by the hand, and lead you home. Um, okay, now sign off. Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yep. Um, give us any feedback if we have any Christmas movies you wanted us to talk about, but we did not. Yeah, our next episode, which should come out Christmas Day, will also be. We'll 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 be we'll also be Christmas themed because, like we said, we're going to talk about the the Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, with the E. Because yeah. that is, to me, the Christmas movie. I agree. Um, I completely agree. And we're going to be film- recording that maybe in a week or so. So just don't don't wait too long. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for listening. I'm and, Molly. Uh, and I'm Alice. And stay hungry. Wow.